the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Hey guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and you are feasting your ears on Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? As you hear from that music, if you didn't see the Ring of Honor pay-per-view that just took place about uh, 45 minutes to a half an hour, I mean, an hour ago it ended, your new Ring of Honor champion is the Swiss Superman himself, Claudio Castagnoli, defeating the Ocho, Chris Jericho, and in the words of Ian Riccoboni, bringing honor back to Ring of Honor. <laughs> We shall see. Um, what's going on? I know it's been a while. It has. I'm sorry. It's my fault. <laughs> but I'm back. It is I, your host, Jay. This is the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 68. And I just want to say that I missed a lot of stuff, okay? Like, Survivor Series was two weeks ago. But I couldn't see it on time because I, on a personal level, got on my first cruise of all time. It was uh, <laughs> the family and I and some friends. We uh, went to Grand Cayman Islands and Cozumel, Mexico. And I'll just say, man, it was a great experience. I loved it to the point where we're already planning our next one for next year. And hell, I'm even thinking of jumping on the Jericho cruise just for the hell of it. <laughs> um, it it's it's the price is kind of steep for my pockets at the moment, but we'll see. We'll see. It's in February. Thinking Valentine's Day, thinking the wife, you know, let's take a nice little Valentine's Day cruise and have some wrestling and rock and roll mixed into there. huh? How about it? <laughs> but once again, I'm glad to be doing this. I attempted... Um, to do, hold on. Okay. I attempted to do a couple of shows in between and, uh, I, it just didn't work out. Like I tried to, you know, call a couple of guests to come on, but our timings were off and just, it just didn't work. Me and my dad have been trying to get, uh, a horror show in for my nightmares on J street podcast, um, to talk about Halloween ends. It's almost Christmas time. That's how long it's been taking to get that on it's just the timing hasn't been right but i'm back in it i'm here i'm on the mic and i'm back <laughs> um so yeah so this is gonna be a show dedicated to obviously the ring of honor show and just now nxt deadline is about to get on the air um interesting choice of names for a pay-per-view i guess we are going back to the time where it was like the in your house days where we just make up stuff just to call it give it a name um i thought takeover was good enough and you just add a random thing to it and it's like okay cool take over this take over that but now they i think they got rid of the takeover name altogether and they're just putting random pay-per-view or live premium live event names 
to this, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> All right, fine. NXT deadline. <laughs> um, so this particular show is built on a match that is brand new, apparently. Um, it's called the Iron Survivor Challenge. Now, Iron Survivor Challenge. I looked over the rules just a few minutes ago. Um, this match is, for me, if you guys are familiar with Impact Wrestling and their history, you'll know that one of, obviously, their biggest matches is the Ultimate X. But their other one was the King of the Mountain match. Now, the King of the Mountain match is multiple guys in the ring. They have a penalty box. And whichever of those guys gets pinned has to spend a certain amount of time in the penalty box before they can get back into the match. And they have a ladder, and it's a reverse ladder match where you have to get the belt and you have to hang it from the fixture that's above the ring instead of having to go up the ladder, grab the belt, and bring it down, which in hindsight looks ridiculous because you're going up with the belt, you're hanging the belt, then you immediately release the belt because you won, and then you bring it back, bring it back down with you. They, I guess, they didn't want to be too much like a TLC match, so they decided to go the other route. They had a handful of of King of the Mountain matches, and they were pretty good. Um, but this Iron Survivor Challenge thing is like a mix of the King of the Mountain, um, Elimination Chamber, uh. Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Iron Man match. <laughs> it's a big mix of crap. Okay, so the way this is, these matches are going to start, two people, male and female, because they got the men's and the women's match. Two competitors are going to start the match. Every five minutes, the next competitor comes in. It's a five-person uh, match. Then, who, uh, then officially the match begins, like war games, I guess, when everybody's in the ring, whoever eats a pin, I think, oh, no, sorry, sorry, no. The time will start when everybody's in the ring, the 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 Iron Man portion of the thing. That's when it begins. Um, So when the timer comes on, when everybody's in the ring, whoever gets the most amount of pinfalls or submissions or count out or disqualification wins, Um, at the end of the match, whoever has the most points wins you get a win you get a point you lose you spend 90 seconds in the penalty box if you eat a pin or a submission and you end up in the penalty box you got to be in there for 90 90 seconds and then after the 90 second mark you come back to the match and you're able to continue did you get it <laughs> okay accelerated now five competitors two start Every five minutes, someone comes in. Once everybody's in, 25 minutes on the clock, you eat a pin, a submission, you get disqualified, you end up in the penalty box. 90 seconds after, you're back in the ring. Whoever has the most wins, most points, by the end of the match, wins. And for the men, the winner of this match becomes the number one contender for the NXT Heavyweight Championship, and I'm assuming it's the same for the women. Because I didn't read the step. But <laughs> but I'm assuming the winner of this women's match as well is the number one contender for Mandy Rose, who does not have a match tonight, to my knowledge. I got to read it. <laughs> I'm going to go through the matches. And then 
After I give my predictions on NXT, I will talk about the Ring of Honor pay-per-view and then random stuff here and there, and I bid you farewell until this coming week. All right? So with that being said, let's get it rolling. Now, uh, let's pick, pull this up. Okay. NXT deadline. So the matches, we have Alba Fire against Isla Dawn. Now, this is a grudge match. Um, Isla obviously cost Alba Fire the NXT Women's Championship against Mandy Rose. Isla Dawn is someone that I saw in the Mae Young Classic years ago. She was much younger, obviously. I didn't really see much of her and because I don't watch NXT UK that much, so I don't know what she did in NXT UK. I do know what Alba Fire did in NXT UK um, because she was, like, the longest reigning champion her, and then I, I guess she's the one that lost it to Mako Satamora and then whatever the case. But before that, Kaylee Ray was, like, the best champion they ever had. You know what I mean? So Isla Dawn comes out of nowhere. She ruins the opportunity for Alba Fire, so now they have the match on deadline to settle the score. Pretty deadly. The NXT Tag Team Champions are defending their titles against the New Day of all teams. So I guess just to bring uh bring some hype to this show, Triple H is sending the New Day over to NXT for what I obviously assume is a one-off. There ain't no way the New Day are going to stay in NXT. Um Braun Breaker is defending the NXT Championship against Apollo Crews. Um, this should be a very good match. I mean, I, I'm going to be 100% um, transparent here. I am a diehard NXT fan, okay? I've gone to a bunch of shows. I used to go every Wednesday. I used to go every Wednesday. I went for a while um, when it was in full sale. And then when it moved to the Performance Center, it, it was a long time before I was able to go. And then I started going, and I went to a few shows at the Performance Center on Tuesday nights. Um, it's been a while since I've seen an episode of NXT. I'd say, honestly, and, you know, it sucks for me to say because I'm a diehard wrestling fan. You know, I like all wrestling, okay? I can watch wrestling at any point of the day, anytime, any federation. I don't care. But I have not seen an episode of NXT in at least a month. <laughs> at least a month. So I don't know the buildup between Apollo Crews and Braun Breaker, how that's been going. Um, but I do know that Braun Breaker can have a good match. I know Apollo Crews, what he's capable of. So I know this is going to be a very good match, and I'm excited to see it. Um, then you have the two Iron Survivor challenges. Um, the women's match, I think, is going to start the show. Um, you got Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James, and Indy Hartwell in that match. And then for the men's Iron Survivor Challenge, you have Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and Axiom. <sighs> I really think <laughs> when Axiom first came out, I was like, mm, mm-mm. And I know a lot of people were hyped for him because it's A-Kid under a mask, and I know A-Kid is a, is a very dynamic, um, you know, high flyer and, and, and decent wrestler and stuff from the UK. But that Axiom thing, eh, I don't know about that one. Um, so now I'm going to just get into my predictions, who I think are going to win the matches, and then uh, 
And from there, I'll talk about Ring of Honor. And then, yeah, like I said, this is going to be a quick, like a drive-through, drive-by type thing. Because next week, hopefully, I'll have my guest on that I wanted to bring on. And we're going to get into all the modern wrestling that's going on. And hopefully, some some we're going to get into some old school wrestling, too. Um, obviously, with not a lot of big shows coming down the pipeline before Royal Rumble, we can get into some, you know... Uh, what do you call that? Fantasy booking, how we see things happening leading up to WrestleMania, which I hope I am going to try. I don't know if I'm be able to pull it off, but I'm going to try to go to California this year. I mean, this coming year. I went to Texas last year. I went to Tampa the year before. I went to Tampa again. I wanted to go to Tampa the first time, but COVID happened. Then I went to Tampa again. No, no. Then I went to Tampa. Then I went to Texas. I'm trying to make it three in a row trying to go to cali let's go going going back back to cali I, even though i've never been i've never been to cali so <laughs> i would love to go especially with with all the big stars and you know matches that are getting thrown out there i would love to go to cali to see wrestlemania um with that being said let's get into the matches the women's match is going to start the iron survivor challenge um they said they did a, a random drawing and I think Roxanne Perez is going to start. Um, if they're looking for... Uh, almost everyone in this match is a heel. I don't see... <laughs> How are you going to put Zoe Stark against Mandy Rose or Cora Jade against Mandy Rose? Kiana James and Indy Hartwell? I mean, Roxanne Perez drew number one. I mean, Zoe Stark... As a babyface, lost to Mandy Rose. Cora Jade, just just to make sense, I'd say Roxanne Perez goes the whole thing from beginning to end and wins it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't see any reason why Mandy Rose, I think she should get called up already. I think Toxic Attraction, it, it, I think they've done enough in NXT. I don't see anything left for them to do. It comes to my mind looking at this match. I think Mandy Rose is ready to be a real legit star. I think she proved, she proved herself the past year and year and a half, two years that she's been in NXT. Um, I think toxic attraction needs to be on the main roster. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Roxanne Perez, honestly, just for the hell of it. <laughs> um, the men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Once again, Joe Gacy, Axiom, Grayson Waller, J.D. McDonough, and Carmelo Hayes. I'm going Carmelo Hayes, baby. Let's go. I mean, I wouldn't mind Joe Gacy either, but Joe Gacy already had a match with Braun Breaker. So I'm going with Carmelo Hayes. Let him take that next step, that next level. Carmelo Hayes has already been wrestling kind of on the main roster, on main event. So let he and Braun Breaker be the feud that goes into WrestleMania weekend and let both of those guys, I say by the by after WrestleMania, Raw and SmackDown, the call-ups, have Braun get brought up on one show and Carmelo on the other because they're both destined for the main roster this coming year. Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews ain't winning the belt. <laughs> I love Apollo. I like Apollo Crews, but uh, it's staying on uh, 
Braun Steiner over there, staying on Ricky's son. <laughs> Pretty Deadly versus the New Day NXT Tag Team Champions. Ain't no way in hell the New Day are winning the NXT Tag Team titles. It, I don't mean it that way to be like, you know, come on, it's the New Day. And it'll be the only, this is the only championship they haven't won, which was the NXT Tag Team titles. It will be something interesting if they were a transitional champion, kind of like a Dolph Ziggler um, or something exactly like Dolph Ziggler was last year. Um, but I, I don't think so. I think this is a one-off. I think they brought up a huge tag team name so they could boost the show and have people watch the show. Um, but I think Pretty Deadly is going to continue their reign as NXT Tag Team Champions. And I think the New Day are going to make them look great. You know, Kofi, Xavier, I, I think I think they're going to make them look really good in this match. And uh, it'll be a good match. But I, and, I, and I don't even care for Pretty Deadly, honestly. I don't care for them at all. But New Day are not going to be the NXT Tag Team Champions. I At least I don't think. I'll be genuinely and I'll be genuinely surprised and I would like it, but it's not going to happen. Um, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, I'll, I'll take Alba Fire in that match. Um, like I said, I'm not 100% certain what Isla Dawn is capable of, um, but Alba Fire is dope. She's really good. Um, so I'll just... Just on what I know alone, I'm going to take Alba Fire in that match. Um, so that's that's your card. Um, it, it's a short, it's a small card, but I'm assuming those two Iron Survivor challenges are going to take up most of the show. Um, I think Apollo Crews and Braun Breaker will be given a good probably 10, 15 minutes. And that the tag team title match is probably going to be about maybe 12 to 15 minutes as well. Um, so, yeah, those Iron Survivor challenges are going to be at least 35 to probably 40 minutes each and with all the entrances and all the glamour and the talk and you know maybe a debut maybe a, a tease of a debut who knows you know what i mean but um but i think it'll be a good show and it's actually starting right as we speak i have it on in the background with no sound obviously because <laughs> it'll drown out my beautiful voice but <laughs> that is your card for nxt Deadline, I almost said takeover deadline, NXT deadline, and now let's get into the pay-per-view that happened earlier today. Um, it finished around 7 o'clock, so around an hour ago. Um, it was Ring of Honor Final Battle. Now, I've seen enough of these final battles over the years, and I just got rid of the card. <laughs> I had it queued up, and I got rid of it. <laughs> but um, it, from what I... Remember seeing it was a good, it was a pretty good, good show. I obviously already told you the, the spoiler for the end of it, for the main event, which was Jericho and Claudio, um, which was a banger of a, of a match. And, uh, let's see. Okay. So I have the card here. Now let's get into this card. And, um, it, well, here are the matches that I didn't see. This was on the pre-show. Jeff Cobb defeated Mascara Dorada. Now, for a lot of you who don't recognize that name, Mascara Dorada is, uh, oh, man, he was a part of Lucha House Party. Um, what was his name? It's not Lince Dorado. Lince Dorado was one. Um, Samurai Del Sol, who was Kalisto, was the other one. And Mascara Dorada was, <sighs> shit, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> the king of the ropes guy. Um, 
Grand Matalik. That was his name. Grand Matalik in um, Lucha House Party. So Jeff Cobb defeated him in seven minutes. I can't say anything about the match because I didn't see it. <laughs> I'll check. It's on YouTube, so I'll check it out at some point. Um, Jericho Appreciation Society. Angelo Parker and Matt Menard uh, defeated the Shinobi Shadow Squad. <laughs> uh, in five minutes and 55 seconds. And the Shinobi Shadow Squad is Eli Islam or uh, Islam, Islam and Cheeseburger. Oh, man. All right. I'll watch it anyway, but nah, I don't know. <laughs> Willow Nightingale defeated Trish Adora in six minutes. I didn't see that match either, so I can't say anything on it. Now, I did see this match, though, from, like, the middle of it to the end. Top flight, Dante and Darius Martin defeated the kingdom, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. They had Maria Canellis Bennett in the corner. 11 minutes and 20 seconds. Dante Martin and, and, and Darius, too. Great high flyers. Un, the things that those guys could do is unbelievable. And I know Darius uh, Martin has had some injuries in the past. He's been out a couple of times. Um, Dante Martin is super young. Super, these guys are crazy athletic. It's it's unbelievable what these guys could do. Um, then uh, the kingdom, you know, Bennett and Taven had a decent match with them. But long are the days of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett being anything, you know, of super, super importance. You know what I mean? Um, let's see what they do with them. I, I think Ring of Honor is on the verge of, of getting a new uh, television deal. I think Tony Khan is, is, is trying to get that. So who knows what they do with the kingdom. Maybe if by some miracle Adam Cole comes back 100% healthy, Maybe Adam Cole, um, maybe Adam Cole could join the kingdom again. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, that match lasted 11 minutes, 20 seconds. Then we have this match started the show now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> they started off with a tag team match. Blake Christian and AR Fox win against. The faction in Gobelanable, Roosh and his little brother, Drelistico. They botched this match. <laughs> they botched the end of it. <laughs> it was one of those where, <laughs> where you, you hit a move on a guy, the ref counts, but the guy forgets to kick out and the ref has to count three or else it won't look right. <laughs> And that's exactly what happened here. AR Fox, I think, hits a 450 splash on uh, Drillistico. And he pins him. One, two, three. And then as the ref hit three, all of a sudden, Drillistico remembers to raise his shoulder. So it kind of looks like a, you know, shitty thing. But they botched the first match of the night. And the, it was a pretty decent tag team match, too. But, you know, they messed it up. <laughs> oh man and then to save time you know and it's pretty funny because it coincides with a video that i saw earlier today um <laughs> so roosh ends up 
attacking, you know, A.R. Fox and Blake Christian hits them brutally with with steel chairs on the top of the heads, which is pretty wild that they still do that nowadays. But um, then then they walk off. So the video that I watched earlier was a video of a star, old StarCast um, live podcast. And Cody Rhodes was talking about the worst match in history. It was a six-man tag. I think he said it was Cody, um, Wade Barrett, and oh, who was the other guy? Cody, Wade Barrett. Um, I think Ezekiel Jackson was on one side. Daniel Bryan was on the team with Ezekiel and some other guy. And apparently the guy, oh, Ted DiBiase Jr. was on Cody's team. So <laughs> he said Ted DiBiase took a move and he just didn't kick out. He forgot to kick out. And they were supposed to have like a good 10, 15-minute match because it was like two segments long and it lasted three minutes. <laughs> and then Cody was like, well, you know, like I'm the veteran here now. So I figured, you know, let's just make this longer. Let's attack them. And then and then he went to tell Wade and Barrett is all the way up the ramp leaving. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> so then he goes to the to the locker room and um he said Vince is waiting in the gorilla position with his headphones off, just ready to rip into all these guys. And then he said Ted DiBiase Jr. had the balls to just walk into Gorilla and go, that referee tried to fuck on me. And it was like, <laughs> and then Cody was just like, what the hell? And then he said Vince just had a puzzled look on his face, put his headphones on and sat back down and didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, man, but that's kind of, it bugged me out because I saw that video. And then it happened in the first match of, of this live Ring of Honor pay-per-view. So it's just, it bugged me out for a second. But that match lasted 10 minutes and 35 seconds. I'm assuming it would have lasted more if they didn't botch the finish. Um, Athena defeated Mercedes Martinez to win the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. 13-minute match. Pretty good. Pretty good. Obviously, they've had matches in the past in on the Indies and Shimmer and um, in other places. And they... Always seemed to have a great match together. Athena was in her hometown in Texas, so her, her parents were in the crowd. <coughs> Excuse me. Her parents were in the crowd, even though it's weird because she's a heel, but then she's in her hometown, so she's getting cheered, and her parents are there. It's a fuzzy, lovey, dubby, <laughs> uh, emotional win and feeling, but she's a heel. Whatever. Um, but it was a good match. I'm happy for Athena. Um, I think Athena is one of those uh, ladies that could be back, it, depending on how long she signed a contract for with AEW. I think she's one of those talents that could end up being back in WWE within a year or so. Swerve in our glory defeated Shane Taylor Promotions. Now, I feel like this match was not rushed, but I feel like the ending was rushed. You know what I mean? Um, Keith Lee had to win the match by himself at the end because Swerve walked out on him because Keith Lee accidentally caught him with a shot. Um, Shane Taylor and Keith Lee, for those who aren't familiar with Ring of Honor history, were a tag team back in the mid-2010s, the Pretty Boy Killers. <laughs> Both big, powerful, agile dudes. Um, but Keith Lee, obviously, his star was uh, was much bigger than Shane Taylor's was. 
Um, but when Keith Lee went off to do NXT and all this other stuff, Shane Taylor, his character, created Shane Taylor Promotions, and he became a big deal in Ring of Honor. Um, so this match was kind of a like a like a revenge, like you left me behind, and um, and now you, you know you're gonna get your comeuppance. Um, but Swerve left Keith Lee, you know, walked off. I can see them putting Lee and Taylor back together in in ROH or even in AEW. I can see that happening. It was a decent match, and uh, Keith Lee walked off with the win. The Embassy, Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony, Khan and Toa Leona with Prince Nana defeated the, the boys in Dalton Castle for the six-man Ring of Honor six-man tag team championship, 10 minutes and five seconds. I saw this happening. These guys were too damn big. I mean, <laughs> Khan and, and Toa Leona and Brian Cage are massive people. And, you know, Dalton Castle is a decent-sized guy, but the boys are little are cruiserweights. You know what I mean? I enjoy Dalton Castle and the boys, the character. I would have loved for Dalton Castle to be like an NXT years ago when we thought when we all thought ROH was dead in the water years ago. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I still enjoy Dalton Castle and what he does. Um, but they did lose the six-man tag team championship to the embassy. So I'm glad to see Brian Cage with a belt. Um, last belt he had was, I think, uh, Taz's old FTW belt. Um, Wheeler Yuta defeated Daniel Garcia to become the new Ring of Honor Pure Rules Championship. 15-minute match, so I'm assuming that was a good one, and I'm mad that I missed it, but um, I'll catch that match sometime this week. Um, they're both really good. They have a history together, and they both have great chemistry in the ring, so I'm assuming they had a banger of a match, so I'll definitely check it out at some point. Um, the Briscoes defeating FTR via referee stoppage because Dax Harwood uh, fainted during a, a submission spot. Double dog collar match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Now this, uh, for me, was the match of the night. Great freaking bloody, bloody brawl. And that's what a dog collar match should be. The most infamous dog collar matches. Now, now a lot of these matches are, are relatively similar. You have your strap matches. You have the strap matches that you can either put around the wrist that you have to hit the turnbuckle four times consecutively, or you can have what I remember. I have this on tape somewhere. They had a Fijian strap match with uh, Snooka and Piper where the, the strap that you would normally put around your wrist, you'll put it around your neck. Um, they had something like that. And then you have your bull rope matches that Dusty Rhodes kind of made famous and um, a lot of those Texas style uh, matches um, Texas Bull Rope, and you, then you have your your dog collar match. Now, the most infamous dog collar match is probably uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine from Starcade. Um, I want to say eighty three. It could have. I think it was Starcade eighty three, the same night that Flair wrestled uh, Race in the cage, or it could have been the one after. But I think it's Starcade eighty three, um, and Piper got the win. But it was a brutal. It was a brutal match. Uh, Valentine was hitting him on the ear with the chain, and it was it was wild. <laughs> um, excuse me, but um, this match was a brutal, brutal war, brutal fight. 
crazy spots. Um, but, you know, I was genuinely happy and surprised at the same time that the Briscoes won. These guys have been kind of blackballed from live television for years because obviously, you know, what, more than a decade ago, a little over a decade ago, Jay Briscoe said something off-putting on, on Twitter. You know, lo and behold, the, the day and time that we live in, we're preventing people from getting, you know, from being able to do things because of Twitter, you know. Um, the Briscoes obviously lost an opportunity to go to WWE over what he said that time. Um, and since then, they've, the past 10 years, they've been doing what they do, you know, Ring of Honor, Indies. They were in Impact Wrestling a little while ago. Um, you know, GCW, House of Glory, like they wrestle everywhere. That's how they are able to make money. You know what I mean? But in terms of on-screen, live television, WWE, AEW, they've pretty much been blackballed, blacklisted. And this is a team that, for me, one of my favorite tag teams in the past 20-something years, I'd say they're definitely top 10. I'd, I'd be ballsy enough to say they're top five tag teams in the past 20 years. I, I'm a big fan of the Briscoes, huge. And I'm genuinely surprised that AEW put these titles on them because this makes me think, are they now signed? Are, are, are they freelancers? Or are they or Tony Khan actually on the low have these guys signed to his company? And if so, that means are they're going to get used on TV at some point. Has the, you know, are they going to be finally given a chance? You know, they should be because the Briscoes are freaking great. So is FTR. And after the match, um, everybody was bleeding. Everybody was bleeding. Jay was bleeding. Mark was bleeding. Dax, uh, uh, Cash, the ref, everybody was bleeding. It was a bloodbath. <laughs> bloodbath. Um, I would love to watch that match again, and I will. Um, after the match, the Briscoes leave FTR in the ring to get their get their applauds and 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 their rightful uh acknowledgement from the fans and then the ass boys <laughs> the guns uh billy's kids <laughs> austin and colton gun come into the ring they beat down ftr and then the briscoes come out to to run them off and uh and uh they said uh the guns got on the mic and they said ftr's legacy is dying and we're not gonna stop until we put them out of their misery or some craziness like that. And then Dax Harwood got on the mic and said, now it's our mission to kick your asses, top guys out. So there's been a lot of talk about Triple H wanting FTR back in WWE. They had all these championships. Slowly but surely, they're losing them all. Um, they uh, lost the Ring of Honor tag titles. They lost in a match to gain the AEW tag team titles. So now... They still have the AAA Mexican uh, wrestling tag team titles, and they still have the IWGP tag team titles. Wrestle Kingdom is coming up in January. I'm not sure if FTR is booked. Um, they are, however, booked for a AAA show coming up. I think it's a Night of Champions show in Mexico. They may be losing those Mexican tag team titles as well. Little by little, I think they're losing all their belts, and if their contract does come up with AEW, I think maybe Triple H would bring them back 
and bring him up to the main roster right away and just, you know, have bangers of matches on, on WWE pay-per-view. You know, who knows? But like I said eons ago when they brought Cody back in, Cody knows when all these guys' contracts are up. You don't think so? <laughs> we could, Hell, we could talk about William Regal in a couple of seconds. Um, but, uh, yeah, then two more matches. Samoa Joe defeated Juice Robinson um, in 13 minutes and 40 seconds to retain the ROH World Television Championship. Now they're saying Samoa Joe's reign as TV champ. He's now number six or number five all time in terms of uh, with that title, like record holder. And he's already the number one Ring of Honor world champion in history. I don't think anybody's going to touch that. Um, <clears throat> Juice Robinson is is a decent you know, competitor, and it was a good match. Um, but I never thought at any point that uh, Juice Robinson was going to take that belt. Um, a lot of people don't know Juice Robinson – was an NXT young boy uh, as CJ Parker and a Florida championship wrestling young boy. And then after, I want to say after the debut match of Kevin Owens that he had, he didn't have many matches after that. And then he got let go. And then he became a young boy in new Japan and a young lion in new Japan. And he got trained and he's been doing pretty good with new Japan. And you know, now he's in AEW slash ring of honor. And let's see if he can make some noise in, in, in the U.S., you know. Then the main event, like I said, I already gave it away a while ago. But Claudio Castagnoli defeats the Ocho, Chris Jericho, to become a two-time Ring of Honor world champion. Um, now, if Claudio would have lost this match, he would have had to have joined the Jericho Appreciation Society. This match lasted 17 minutes and 15 seconds. Good match. I enjoyed it. Great main event. Um... So, yeah, Claudio's the champ. So now I'm guessing when ROH gets their show, he will be their flag bearer. And uh, now this whole Blackpool Combat Club thing. Obviously, their mentor, their main uh, man, the leader of the group that put the group together, Sir William Regal, is pretty much done with AEW. He's gone. Um, there have been some talk about how it will work out him coming back to WWE, working under Triple H, and uh, still technically being under contract with AEW. Now, supposedly, they'll terminate the deal. They'll let him go back to WWE, but they're, supposedly he won't, be on, he won't be on screen for a long time. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, <laughs> William Regal pretty much told Tony Khan um, he wants to help his son. His son has a developmental deal in WWE, and he is currently on the NXT roster. So, obviously, you know, uh, his lordship wants to train up his son, and, and who wouldn't? You know what I mean? So, you know, they granted him his 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 uh, release, or they're going to, and he's going to end up back in the WWE um, with Triple H at the helm, which is seemed like a dream come true for Regal. You know, uh, they're great friends. And... um. You know, there's a couple of people that might be ending up in WWE pretty soon. Um, that's why I mentioned I mentioned the Royal Rumble earlier. Um, Royal Rumble season is here. Now, there was a supposed leaked superstar list of, of competitors that are going to be in this thing. Um, it could be 
100% bullshit, but it could be 90% accurate. <laughs> I think the guy had Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble, which I called since he got hurt. I was like, well, he'll be back in time for Rumble, and he'll, hell, he's going to win the damn thing. You know, a lot of people are talking about The Rock nowadays. The Rock is a big topic of talk. You know what I mean? Now, there's been word going around that people don't want The Rock to win the Royal Rumble, and I agree with you. I agree with all of those people that say that. I think if Rock is in the Rumble, I don't mind Rock in the Rumble as long as he don't win it. And I think if Rocky is in the Rumble, I think he's going to get screwed over by Roman Reigns. Now, why do you say that is because let's say they do have that match. Do you think character wise Roman wants to put that title up against the rock? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's going to screw over his cousin. Um, fantasy booking wise, like I said, I think Sami Zayn should be in the top four left in this rumble along with Cody and possibly both the Usos. And Cody finds a way to win. The Usos screw Sami Zayn over, and Cody eliminates the two Usos to get the shot at Roman Reigns. And maybe Roman does double duty. He wrestles Rock one night, wrestles Cody the next night. He beats The Rock to the. I mean, let's say he does defend the title against The Rock, one of them. He beats Rock that first night. He loses the belt to Cody the next, or vice versa. He can maybe lose to Cody one night with help from The Rock. And then the main event of night two, Tribal Chief versus Tribal Chief, and Roman beats The Rock. And then The Rock has to acknowledge Roman Reigns. Maybe that's how that goes. I don't know. This is all coming off the top of my dome. <laughs> um... The Sheet also said Matt Cardona can make a comeback at the Royal Rumble. As long as Zack Ryder is gone and it is Matt Cardona, I'll take it. But they cannot turn that man back into Zack Ryder after all the work that he did to re to rejuvenate himself, to, to, to what do you call that? To change his character, to do all the work that he's done. And he's won all these championships all over the indie scene and in Impact and in NWA and all this stuff. Just to revert back to, you know, woo-woo-woo guy? No, no, no. They brought Emma back, but, you know, Tennille Dashwood wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. So Emma is the bigger name than Tennille Dashwood was. So that's fine. Eric Young is coming back to WWE. And in my opinion, well, and I'm sure everybody else, if you were smart, Sanity will be back also. Now, I don't know if they've, I'm not on the inside. I don't know if they've spoken to Big Damo or, or Alexander Wolf, but, um, or even Mad Mad Fulton. For a lot of you guys who don't know the history of Sanity in NXT, the original crew was Eric Young. Alexander Wolf, Nikki Cross, and Fulton. I think Travis was it Travis? I forget what his first name was. Uh, Travis Fulton, I think was it was a fighter back in the day. But a uh, uh, Madman Fulton in uh, Impact Wrestling, he was an original member of Sanity. Then he got let go. Then they brought in Killian Dane, Big Demo. So I'd say Nikki Cross. She went back to her old crazy gimmick. 
Eric Young got killed off of Impact Wrestling. Pretty much he's done with them. Now, they've killed people before. They killed um, Allie, who is now the bunny in AEW. Um, I think they stole that from Lucha Underground, where they actually killed characters off. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, Sanity should be on their way back. And, damn it, let them have the chance that they didn't get the first time. Because you brought back Hit Row. I'm not a fan of Hit Row. Not not anything against Top Dollar or Ashante Diadonis or B-Fab or anything like that. But I thought they were brought up to the main roster the first time a little too quick. You know? And that's that they had Swerve. I like Swerve. I think Swerve is great. But I didn't like this crew even with Swerve. Without it, tuh, forget it. <laughs> so you gave them a shot. Let Sanity have the shot that they should have had the first time. Um, Bobby Roode had neck surgery, so he's going to be gone for a, a hot minute. I would have thought he would have made a great return to the Royal Rumble with his glorious gimmick back with him, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, but like I said, and I'm going to close with this, next week when I come on, I'll talk all the up-to-date stuff, Raw, SmackDown. I'll give the results of... NXT deadline, which is live at the moment. We'll talk MJF, who took Regal out to begin with <laughs> after Regal helped him win the AEW world title. Hangman Page is back. We'll get into that. The Elite with Wayward Son. And um <laughs> they have their uh tr- they have their tournament style, round robin style matches with uh um Death Triangle going on right now, best of seven. So uh, we'll see where that's at by the time we get back on. Um, And, yeah, hopefully I'll have my boy with me. His name is Jay also. So instead of J&J Security, it's going to be the J&J Show. (laughs) We'll talk about all the updated stuff as well as a bunch of old school stuff. As always, catch the show on the S&D Podcast channel, snddblog.com, johnnypodcaster.com, every podcast outlet you can think of. I'll be back with episode 69 next week, and I will catch everybody next time. Thank you for listening.